Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, welcome to another Virial USA podcast. We're calling this the Grumpy European Edition because I'm joined by Julian and Robin. And um, we thought we would have some fun talking about opinions that they have and I may have that may not be the most popular or the ones you hear all the time. And we thought we'd just kind of see where we go from there. So I'm going to start with Robin and say, okay, Robin, you, what's your unpopular opinion that you want to put out there to discuss? Say so. This is. I never like to start a podcast in a negative way. So this is. We should make it clear. This is not a negative no, thing. It's no, like our it's, opinion that other our people opinions, might not. Like it's our well. opinions, but we will kind of want to get you thinking about you know yeah, about which kind of creates a bit of yeah. bit of fun. So I would say that one of the statements this season has been that Emery has been VRL's most successful manager, and I personally do not think it's been a successful uh, season, really. And controversially, why I would say that is that I feel that we should have done a lot better in the league. And the semi-final Champions League does not justify seventh place in La Liga for me. Um, because I generally feel that it's Emery chanting it a bit. And he wanted to kind of boost his own ego, getting us to the Champions League and not focus on the continuity of, of our team and sort of making our team better. It's more like... Well, let's just see what we can do, and we were never going to win it. So, um, okay, yeah, all right. What do you feel? How do you two feel about Emery and this season? Do you feel he's been amongst the most successful manager based on this season? Or? Well, Julian, I'll let you answer that first. I have a couple of thoughts. Ooh, but. that's a tough one. Okay, uh, in a, in some ways, yes, the most successful, but in other ways, yes, completely. I don't know. He, I don't know if he if he has done it on purpose, uh, because my issue with him is that he focused too much on the Champions League instead of focusing on the league, because the chances to reach uh, Europe is higher when you play, uh, when you reach the fourth place, fifth place through the league. So mm-hmm. uh, after disappointment, after the first year, it was a, it was a, disappointment year league-wise but he made it up by winning the Europa League so I hoped that he would maybe change um, maybe change focus and um, change focus by focusing on the league and improving the the league form but it was the same issue yeah I think I think my I mean, this is, gets back to the question we, we talked about all season. I mean, I know, I know, you know, Sid and I talked about way back when we made it out of our group. You know, well, this is great, except how much do we, how much energy do we put in from here on out? And yeah, that's a fair. I mean, that's a fair question. I mean, I don't know. To some degree, I I expect what we saw was was in fact 
And this is maybe a good question to ask. You know, <clears throat> we, we ended up making a, a ton of money by getting to the Champions League semifinal. We certainly would not have gotten as much money if we had um, gone out, say, to Juventus in the in the in that round quarters or whatever they were, or not quarters, but yeah. the one before that. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I I do feel as though it, you it, the the biggest problem I have with Emery is that we the, the thing that has been a bugaboo for Villarreal for years has been our ability to play down and lose to teams that are getting relegated or teams that are in the bottom third of the table. And Emery hasn't fixed that. And if that, to me, if I were picking out one thing that needed to be addressed, that's the one I would pick out. Because even with all of the all of the injuries, even with all of the people being tired by the, you know as as we go through with the Champions League, we lost to Levante, we lost to Alaves. That's six points that that would have had us up in what fifth place. I mean. And you know you and you can look at it, and that to me, I would have felt better about missing the Champions League if we'd finished fifth than if we'd finished seventh. I mean, the Conference yeah. League is okay, whatever, but it's not a. It is Europe, but it's not. Feels to me like if you really want to build a project that is going to attract players for more than a year or two, you need to be trying to qualify for the Champions League or get close most years and you know again maybe this is maybe we've gotten our expectations raised by winning the Europa League but I kind of disappointed that we sort of snuck into Europe the at I mean it's great we beat Barcelona the last match of the season but that to me kind of shows you what we could have done all year yeah and uh, to add to your point Alan uh, the league the league was very even. So if if Emery just focused maybe solely two months on the league, I think we, we could have reached the fifth place because there was uh, maybe four or five points, and mm-hmm. it was so it wasn't impossible. And the second thing uh, to add to your point is that the league, every team, you know, Barcelona was weak. Like uh, this year's Barcelona was the weakest. Uh, Atletico wasn't impressive. Um, Sevilla, they did, they they were stable. You know, they performed, got results as usual. And I feel with the with the players that we had, we could have done so much better. Mm-hmm. We could we could have gotten a lot more points. But again, the focus, like the focus on Champions League and the poor results, ruined yeah. the league performance. Yeah. It was, it was some of those results were just utterly embarrassing, which I I can't understand why we lost some of those games. It was just the yeah, and that's what's this is why this is the controversial opinion. It's because on paper it looks like a great season, but mm-hmm. if we remember some of the really poor performance, it's it's just regret. It's like not being it. So like yes, we got to the semi final Champions League final, and it was great. You know, everyone was excited. You know, it was great. I went to Anfield. I went to the first match. But we, we, we were absolutely terrible. So you know, I just like I, I don't understand why it happened, and uh, I, I don't like to compare. I don't want to be like Liverpool and always think about the past. But Pellegrini got to Champions League. You know, was regularly second in the top, you know, top four. 
Uh, Marcelino same, you know, it was a Europa League, yes, but we were always sort of pushing for that fourth place. But seventh is really bad, and it's almost like it's like just accepting defeat on that and sacrificing for that league. And I think our, our squad was big enough for him to sort of push it. I, I don't know. It is controversial to say it. You know, Emery's done good things, and like you said, the money's great. But at the end of it all, if it's money and not quite getting what we want, is is that really better than sacrificing stability and sort of constructing a squad? Because I don't, I don't generally feel like we played any better last season than we did this season. We had injuries last season as well, mm-hmm. and we haven't improved since last season. We've just been in the Champions League rather than the Europa League. I don't see massive amount of difference. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, but like at the end of it all, we're not going to get rid of him, are we? And we're not going to. There isn't really any potential managers out there that could take over Emery and probably do a better job. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I almost wonder if it's as I say. I, I wonder to what degree it's also a directive from from the ownership to say, okay, focus on this thing. I don't know. I, I do find, I guess, the, this wouldn't be an unpopular opinion, but I think one of the things that, we, that really affected us this year was injuries and players coming back too soon from injuries and getting re-injured. Um, that seemed to happen with Danjuma. It ha- certainly happened with Gerard several times. So, you know, if I were looking at where we could improve this summer or, you know, for, for next season, I think I'd be taking a hard look at our at our um, at our uh, medical front because I don't you know I read somewhere that well you know Gerard really wanted to do well in the in the Champions League or something so blah 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 and it's like well the medical staff has got to clear somebody a player to play based on what they think they can't be they've got to decide you know say okay you're not going to play this match because you're not ready I. I don't know. I think that was a that was a thing that really hurt us, and I'm not sure again who's responsible for that. But that's something I would fix. And players, sorry, go. Uh, And players who don't fit in uh, Emery's style. He, although he scores some goals, he he looked out of order. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like he. Um, he doesn't seem to know where to play as a striker. Even as a striker, he looks very confused on the pitch. And um, and old players generally, I feel we are all have too many old players in key positions. Albiol is the biggest exceptions. He, exception. He is obviously he proved me and a lot of people wrong. But in general, I feel we need to maybe um, start investing in youth again. Get more energy in the midfield. It's a bit too uh, slow, I feel, in build-up. And uh, maybe we need some fresh uh, fresh players in midfield. Well, it kind of gets in the... Oh, go ahead, Robin. Oh, I was just, I was, this is an interesting point, actually, I was thinking about earlier in preparation for this. Is Do, do you think uh, Junior Royce has done as well as we thought he would in taking over from his dad? Because I, I think... You could controversially look at it and think he actually hasn't. I think he's. I mean, I absolutely love the guy. Um, the only time I've ever seen him smiling, ironically, was when he was pictured with Pedrasa, another <laughs> guy that doesn't smile. So it was quite hilarious to see him actually smile. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, I mean, that, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> um, I digress. But because um, I, some of it, ever since he's taken over, we've seemed to be 
getting injured players or we spend a lot of more money on players that are, and they end up being flops or injuries than we ever did before. So I think we've missed, we're losing that kind of shrewd BRL used to do so well. It was just buying these players that we just, you know, had essentially flopped and turning them into stars. Whereas mm-hmm. now what we what we seem to be doing is buying players like uh, Alcácer, okay, yes, Estupinian, who's, you know, been very, very successful, depending on how your opinions, you know, and Dan Juma, for one thing. I mean, he wasn't a bad player, but, you know, we we still spent, what was it, 20, 20 million on him? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, in, you know, in the past, we would get the Diego Forlands, we get the Rossi, you know, like not spending... 20 million on a player and that player, you know, turning them into a gem and stuff. Whereas Dan Juma, I feel like was already probably a gem. Estupinian, I suppose we could say is successful, I guess. Um, I think, I mean, if you think about his record, realistically, I'd say the biggest value for money out of all of it was Pareco. And he's not that spectacular. And I suppose Foyf as well. Um, that's arguable. But the amount of money we spend, does that justify the players that we have in the squad? Yeah, I'm going to, off on a tangent, so I'll throw that back into you two. What do you reckon? Is that well, a controversial opinion as well? Well, I think you have to look partly at, at where the market is. I mean, I think the I think the thing that's happened is there, and I've, we've talked about this before. There's a real dichotomy in the market between players who anybody in the EPL is interested in and players who you're not. And so it's like the it, yes, it used to be that we you know we could get the um, Forlan or, or Rossi, or we could find that player in the margin that was kind of like, oh yeah, they want to get to Europe and they want to play in Europe, but, but nobody really knows them in England that well, or isn't willing to take a chance on them because, and, and I think though that's much harder to do now because the, because EPL sides are just going to waive 20 million pounds or euros or whatever the hell they've got to sign somebody who, you know, 10, 15 years ago would have been a 5 million player. So I, so I don't necessarily blame Royce Jr. for that. What I feel, though, is that we, so is that, yeah, so we've sort of moved up. We're still trying to get players who we can develop and then sell on, but we've got to play more, pay more money to do that to start. Um, I think what worries me is that we've, we've had a few, um, I would say fairly high profile flops ourselves or even medium profile flops. I mean, I think Paco would be the best example of that, but you know, you look at somebody like Ruben Pena who we signed for 8 million, who was, you know, for whatever reason, he didn't fit into our system once Emery came um, or whatever, you know, that we never really got that much out of him. And I'm kind of, uh, Estepinion is an interesting one because I'm kind of not sure how he's going to yeah. fit into our system either, ultimately. He, he, to, to his credit, he has improved since last season. He has. Uh, that's why he I, has. I, th- I think that's family, right. I just, he has I, just, I just ultimately so, feel like he's somebody, but yeah. if we got a decent offer, we would sell him, though. Yeah, mm. especially after the signing of the new uh, contract to Pedresa. Mm-hmm. I feel that was, a, that was a good signal. That was a, uh, that was a signal to the Estupinian or the left-back position that Pedrosa is... For the future, so I feel maybe I feel that it's a bigger chance for Estupinian to leave now than ever, actually, uh, because of the new contract for Pedrosa. 
Because why else would you give Pedrosa a new contract if you don't, if you feel Estupinian is the first choice? Mm-hmm. There were rumours we put Estupinian up for sale, but I don't know how true that is. Um, yeah, I saw it too. I don't know. Yeah, it does. It does seem. I mean, unless we're going to do a Garrido thing of of making a midfield full of left backs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're close to that, aren't we? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Left back, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. using Monte Gears as our left wing. And <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess to respond, I guess to another technical yeah. left winger. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. But that was actually leading to another point that I thought might be slightly controversial. So, Lo Celso, mm. when we got him, because I mm. think it's quite a good one, it's very current. Um, yeah. do, do we feel like he, he really made a massive impact or were we actually just so crap in midfield that anyone could have kind of come in and made it a lot better? I know that sounds really bitter and harsh, but our midfield was, has been the main problem. And this leads to your nice un, uh, <laughs> uh, controversial thing Alan with Trigueros, which I'm I'm gonna lead you up to saying. But yeah, do we do we feel like Lo Celso really made a massive impact or were we just really bad uh, in midfield? I think <laughs> you know, I think he made an impact, but I don't know that I don't know that um I want to pay a ton of money for him. I feel like I feel like the um yeah, I mean we still have Trigueros. I I you know my favorite guy as everybody knows um i'm just not sure about lo celso frankly i mean i don't i think he had some matches that were outstanding i think he had others where he didn't really add a whole lot and i'm not clear that i'm, I'm a bit on the fence about this i don't think our yeah. field was as crap as robin suggests without him but i'm not clear that he that he was such a game changer that i want to plunk down a ton of money for him either yeah, I agree with that because watching, I watch a lot of uh, Argentinian matches and he, the one thing that uh, he struggles with is his end product. He does a lot of good things, but his end product is always mm-hmm. the one where he he always misses or makes kicks or to, uh, makes the wrong decision at the wrong time. And I don't know if I'm willing to pay 20 million for him. To be honest, especially what after reaching the seventh place and where the club has to change the structure mm-hmm. and get rid of a lot of players, I don't know if they will buy Los Celso. I think the only way they will buy him is if they sell Pau Torres or Don Juma. I think mm-hmm. that's the only way, or else they will not. They will yeah, lose Mano, maybe. Uh, I just I, I I like you know I guess my attitude is I like Lo Celso but I'm not sure that he's that special, um, and yeah. we've historically. I mean, it does get to the to the point about the team being older, and you know that he he would definitely young midfield up, which would be which would you know be good, but on the other hand, it's like I I'm not clear that. I'm not clear that he's really the person we need. I think that I think this, and maybe this is my unpopular opinion, is I would kind of like us to stop screwing around with attackers. And for the life of me, you know, look at the, the way you build a team to succeed in in the league and in Europe is from the back. And we yeah. had, if you look at our record in the league, we scored a bunch of goals in the league, but we also gave up more than we needed to. And yeah. I 
think I would have focused on bringing in a goalkeeper to um, challenge Ruley, as uh, as um, talked about before. I would, and I think the other thing is really trying to get a. Um, if we're going to lose Torres, or you know, even if we're not, you know, get another beast who can come in and be a good center back because you. You know, channeling um, Siddharth, you can never have too many good center backs. Yeah, um, I, I mean, Foyth is a center back, but we've but he's done really well on the right wing. I mean, on, on the at yeah. right back, and so it seems like that's the job for him now with Pena gone. Yeah. So yeah, he he seems he seems to. Uh, I think Foyth, especially at this point of his career, he's he's much better at right back because in in center back. You need to have composure, and I feel Freud is a bit. Um, it can be a, a bit too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, right back is uh, for now position for him, and maybe we can get Cuenca maybe back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I dread. I dread to think what. Juan Foy's injury record would be if he was playing centre back rather than right back. I mean, mm-hmm. like, the, the man, the man literally looks like he needs some more milk in him. It's like, <laughs> but I mean, he's so great. He's just been a brilliant. I mean, I think he's probably been one of our best signings since Raúl Albiol. To be fair, as a yeah, yeah. yeah. How how do you feel about Morales? Um, the signing because I suppose we we do have to mention that I, with him. What's interesting about him is I can't. Him play that much, but he's one of those players that whenever we played Levante, he stood out as being the biggest pain in the ass. It's mm. kind of like it's kind of like Gareth Bale. It's like he just always caused massive amount of trouble for VRL. Um, so I mean, I don't know enough about it. So where where do you feel like he will play, and do you think he will play regularly for us, or what's the sense of that in this signing? Well, he can play a lot of different positions and, you know, pretty much anywhere beyond, you know, in midfield and, and attack. So I think that's maybe part of it. He, he does seem to me to be a player who can, if you have him on your bench, you can bring him in, you know, after an hour or something and really change up what you're doing. So I, so I, from that standpoint, I like it. I mean, I, I think the signing is great, except the, you know, the only concern we have is his age, but He's he's been really durable at Levante. He he's, you know, I think it's a great signing in that sense. I just don't know if how we will when the season starts. Let's see what our roster is, and then we may have a better idea of where he'll fit in. What do you reckon? I feel he's going to be uh, he's going to be a strong backup uh, in for for Danjuma. Uh, for uh, Pino or uh, Samu, if either of them get injured, uh, I don't know if he can play as a striker. I don't know. Uh, can he play as a striker? You know, I think he. I think he can, but more not a not on a regular basis. I think. I think you'd be looking yeah. to. to he, what he can do though is he can be that player, that Loselso type player that kind of connects midfield and and attack. So, right. You know, he can do that for sure, and he's yeah, and he's a, and he's a good finisher. So. Yeah, yes, he had scored maybe he had ten goals, ten assists. So it's not bad for a guy of, for a guy who's uh, thirty five. Uh, yeah, he's a bit he's, uh, yeah, he's quite old, but yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Like, can we try to? What's the positive? Okay, can you guys mention yeah. one positive moment or uh, a player who has maybe uh, improved a lot under Emery the last two years or? 
be like an American Western, there'll be like tumbleweed blowing across. <laughs> <laughs> After chucking American reference in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go on, Alan, kick us off. Uh, literally. <laughs> player yeah, player who has improved under Emery. Well, I think I think he may not have had much time before Emery, but I think Foyth certainly has. Um, I think he I think Emery has developed him very well. Um, I would say um, I would say that most players have got have gotten um, you know like Powell I think has been has been has developed really well under Emery whether that's Emery or whether another coach would have done as well I don't know but I think I think he's really it's I mean it's partly his age and where he is in his career I guess but I think I think Emery has done a great job with matching him up with Albiol who um, so I think I think those guys. Um, but it's interesting that those are all three in the back line. And when I think about the ones up front, um, it's a bit harder. I think, um, I think Capu has, when we talk about great signings for Villarreal, you have to mention Etienne Capu because he's been, Mm -hmm. he was on the cheap and I mean, I think he was a guy that Emery knew and wanted and he's, he's turned out to be, he's turned out to be an excellent player. But in terms of our players who we had around for a longer period of time um, before Emery came, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I feel like some of them have gotten less playing time. Um, I feel like Emery's looked at a few of them, like Moy Gomez, and said, you know, yeah, you're kind of you're kind of basically a squad player. Um, so I don't know. What what do you think, Robin? Yeah, I was trying to think several things, and I was trying. Probably to be quite like you, Alan, and sit on the fence. So, uh, no, I'm joking. Um, I, I, I would always, I would say Pedraza. Yeah, I, I know people okay. will always say I'm going to say that, but his, I think, I think his goal scoring and the way he plays has got better on, under Emery. To be fair, I'm thinking more last season because Estupinian has been playing more than Pedraza, which uh, I'm not particularly happy about. But I, I do think Pedraza has improved on his shooting and his crossing, I think, under Emery. So I suppose I, I'd certainly give that. I'd certainly agree on Kapoor. That was an excellent point. I should have mentioned him earlier when we were talking about good signings because he's been absolutely amazing. He, ironically, he's been that defensive midfielder we've been crying at for, but uh, I don't think Emery utilises that. It doesn't seem to have our formation right for um, to really utilise a sense of defensive midfielder because he shouldn't really be playing two defensive-minded midfielders in a 4-4-2 if you haven't got quite the spark on the left, you know, like Dan Juma's been covering striker. So I'm going for a tangent here, but yeah, that's kind of my thing. But yeah, no, I really like Kibua, but I, yeah, I'm going to have to say Pedraza, I think just his shooting and his attacking form has got better under Emery. Mm-hmm. Um, so credit to my pleasure to do, but yeah. it, it's a bit of a struggle. And I suppose I would also find it said the 13th man, so the fans are probably happier under Emery considering we've got, he got us to the Champions League semi-final. So... Yeah, yeah, and and got us a trophy, which we which we had never had, a, apart from yeah. the Intertoto Cup, which doesn't count. So, <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I think that's I think that's true. I I think that to me, what's interesting is that after a couple of years with Emery as coach, it's mm. his it, his I think his strong point is his flexibility, 
because it's really hard to sit back and say, well, you know, I, our strongest formation is, is this formation, our strongest 11 is this 11, blah, blah, blah. You know, he, he does try to change things up a lot, depending on who the opponent is. But the fact that we still manage to come out and be really flat and lose to the bottom team says that there's still work to be done there. I guess I'm kind of, it's with most coaches, I mean, Marcelino was, you know, 4-4-2 to the end of the earth, right? And so you knew going in to the, to the summer, you knew what you needed. With Emery, it's like, I feel like depending on who, who leaves, even if we say, okay, Danjuma leaves, there's not necessarily an obvious, oh, so that means now we go for X because Emery could, could look at it and say, well, we could actually sign Y and then I do this and this and this. And maybe that's part of why players like um, Bulaidia, for example, haven't taken off under him and he doesn't seem to trust them as if they seem more unidimensional. I think, you know, I mean, he's basically a, a striker and that's it. And maybe that's the problem with Paco, too. I don't know. But it, it's, it's interesting that when you look at, it's not just when you look at players and say, well, what, what is, you know, what has Emory done? It's like, okay, so where, where does, where do these players play? I mean, there's not always a clear answer. And I think Emory likes it that way. Yeah. It's one of the frustrating things about him though, isn't it? It's that indecisiveness. And I think sometimes that rubs off on the players that they just don't know well, I mean, you, you realistically, what most coaches normally do is put out the best side continuously and then rotate it when, when they need to sort of thing, whereas he sort of rotates it, rotates it so much that it just causes indecisiveness. So, yeah, but I think that's probably a, a general frustration. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like I said, but, I mean, I think that's why I know Julian and me both prefer Marcelino because it's that 4-4-2 structure where you just know where everyone stands. And I think, to, I mean, just to slightly defend Dia here that, I think he was brilliant when it was like Gerard in the four four two. It was like when Emery was trying to make him a lone striker, which was just yeah. it wasn't his sort of style. He needs someone to play off. And to be fair, I think several people pointed that out at the time that, you know, the four three three doesn't always work with us because we haven't got that player standing off. So it was either just Gerard on his own or right. that and it doesn't right. quite work for the Right. And I, and I suspect, you know, going back to our first point about how successful the season is, I mean, it's certainly true, but you can look at it and say, you know, given how little playing time we got out of Gerard, who, who basically carried us the year before, um, both in Europe and in, and in the league, you know, maybe we, maybe we shouldn't be complaining. Um, let me take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to move on to the summer market and what we think we may do, if we can guess. Okay, so we so far the only thing that's happened this summer is we signed um, Jose Luis Morales for a very small sum of money, I guess, from Levante. Um, we seem to be we have a bunch of um, returning loanees, some of which we are going to loan out again, apparently. But and we've been linked with a bunch of other players. We've talked about Lacelso, but what's what's going to happen in the market? I mean, and, and are we going to lose Powell and or Danjuma? What do you guys think? Um, depending on uh, how desperate the top four clubs are in Premier League, I think the I think Powell, Powell is the probably the most likely player to leave. 
if yeah, if he doesn't leave this year, I think he's gonna stay. I feel this is the year where we will find out if Paul leaves because of how how we are all ended the season. If they ended in Europa League or Champions League, it would be maybe it would be maybe harder for him to leave because he's playing against the biggest teams. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, I can see Paul leaving. And it's all it's already been some rumors. So um I don't I, I really don't want him to leave but it's hard. And I for me uh, I'm sort of slightly opposite on power. I th- I think I think he's just I think he's such a local lad that he'll just I mean if he does leave it'll be because the club want the money. I think as we probably said earlier that we're not desperate for money, we just need to get rid of players and I don't like, so I, I think Pau is so loyal to VRL. If you talk, like most of to sort of VRL fans are late natives and locals, they they say how much he like loves the club and the area. And knowing Spaniards, and uh, no disrespect to any Spaniards listening, but the community and that kind of familiness and stuff is so important. And that's why they sort of flop a lot of the time when they go abroad, or mm-hmm. it takes like a season to kind of get used to them them being away from home. So I, I think Powell might stay, to be honest with you. As, you know, we've got the Conference League, which is not something to shout and scream about, but we've got it. Um, in terms of rest of transfers, I, I could see Dan Juma definitely going. And to be perfectly honest, I don't care if he stays or goes. Uh, I know that sounds bad, but I, I just don't think he's there for the team. I don't think he cares. I think he's just the moment a good offer comes. Because you read some of the articles and comments, he's saying he's backtracking on a lot of it now. Liverpool have signed someone else. But he's saying, like, oh, you know, I, I see myself in bigger club. I see people sniffing around me. It's just old school drama, mm-hmm, isn't it? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't like, I mean, I like what he's done for the club, but at the same time, I like watching him play. But I just, I don't like that attitude at all with BRL players. And if you've got someone like that, I think they need to go. Um, I, th- I could see Cock. I, I think our midfield is too cramped, so I, I could see Cockerland going. Which I, I again, I don't particularly mind because, I mean, we paid that money for him, and he's so he seems like a good player, and he scores at the right moments. But his injury record isn't great, and if we can get a decent price from him, I wouldn't mind it so much. Because that, that midfield is, so, I think, I don't think we can say that Pereco is still an attacking midfielder anymore. He's brilliant at passing and stuff like that, but I still class him as a defensive midfielder. So I would prefer that we rotate him with Pereco. Um, so Pereco and um, Kapoe just rotate them each match and mm-hmm. then have some sort of attacking midfielder that we sign. Hopefully, that would be great. For me, that's all I kind of want. And maybe a decent striker would be nice. What about you, Alan? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I think with Powell, I, 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 I think I'm going to take bits of both of you. I think Powell is likely. Oh. I think Powell is likely not to move, and I. But I don't know. But I don't know that it's necessarily because he wants, because of his loyalty and wanting to stay. I think that the way the whole COVID thing has come down, and with team with teams' budgets, I just think this is a year where a lot of the teams that would normally be throwing silly money at him are are not in that place. So unless somebody really surprises me, um, I think he probably will stay, but I don't think that means he will stay long-term. So I guess that's where I differ from Julian. Um, other than that, I mean, I think we try, we're, we, we definitely have some, some um, players we'd like to move, um, Paco being one, but that's really hard, I guess, given his salary and his desire to remain in the Valencian community pretty much. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we can kind of, 
sort of depends on who comes in for whom. If we can turn um, Coquelin, um go back to go go to Liga, I think that would probably be fine. Um, that seems like a possibility. Um, a player like Dia, I think if we got an an offer that we can kind of got our money out of uh, out of that we paid, I think we'd probably do that. And Estepinion might be in that boat too. Um, I I feel like they're players that have. Um, if we got a good offer for them, we'd let, we'd let them go. Um, I'm more intrigued by where we, how we end up dealing with some of the players coming back on loan. Um, I guess uh, sounds like uh, we we're probably going to try to. I mean, Fair Nino is going to have to go on loan somewhere. I guess um, Morlanis we have coming back. I think so. You know, we, we've got some. We've got some ability to, to, to do things there. Um, and with the B team now being in the, in, the, uh, in the Segunda, we've got the ability to have players who can go back and forth between the two. So you might see like Nicholas Jackson doing stuff like that. Um, maybe Alex Baena, I don't know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what we do. I mean, I think I think almost VRL funds don't like us to splash out loads of money, but we mm-hmm. like to sort of invest in the right. But what, what I would get at now is what what do you think we most need? So in terms of position, would it be striker, goalkeeper, midfield? Well, I've said before, I think we need a goalkeeper to challenge Ruli. I mean, I understand he's had. He's he's high, you know, high profile, great games, high profile, low games and mistakes. Um, I'd like somebody that I I understand what he gives us, but I don't think he needs to be the undisputed number one starter. I I just think he makes too many errors for that. Yeah, I feel like it's it's back to remember when we had Funes Mori, he could have good performances and then he he made one terrible mistake and cost us the game. Mm-hmm. And Rui is that kind of play. You never know what you can get from him. Although he has good passing and we, we know he's good at build-up, build even his build-up is a bit shaky. You know, when team pressure him, he always close. Like, he's always, he's always very close before he clears the ball or he makes the good pass. So, I don't know. I looked at some options. And there are some few players, like few goalkeepers, who are under the radar, who, who are second choice. And, and for example, Ariola for West Ham, he mm-hmm. is a, he's a backup. And if we Ariola, like maybe considering cheap options, maybe Ariola could be a cheap option because Emery has he knows him from PSG, and Ariola knows the club. So maybe I I hope Ariola comes back. Like my that's my wishful thinking. 
I think he's signed for West or West Ham, or he's on the verge of signing for them, isn't he? So, um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. No, I, I, I think, think so. I saw that today. I don't know how true that is. It's a British media, after all. Mm. Um, wow. like, I mean, I, when I was looking, yeah, I, I was sort of scouting a bit keepers. Uh, I mean, the only thing I would say about Rudy's mistakes is it makes our defenders even better because they're more alert to like. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost like training them to be better because they have to be on their ball. They have to be on their best just to like get through one game, um, which I suppose he probably makes. We asked earlier who Emery's made better. Let's ask who really made better. It's probably like Pau Torres and Raul Abiol and The whole defense line. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, well, and he probably, yeah. probably killed Emery and given him a heart attack every match. But, you know, so, and Emery um, VRL fan. But, yeah, yeah. So, so um, okay. well, yeah, I mean, I guess the question... Okay, so so, but it doesn't seem. I mean, the club has said though that they're not going to do that. So if they're if they're not going to spend a bunch of money on a goalkeeper, are we? I mean, are we basically looking to attract? Is, is it basically midfield and and the attacking third of the pitch that we're trying to con, trying to deal with? Because it seems like we we are interested in Lacelso, but but that's one of these another one of these things where the more you Kind of sit back and it's sort of a waiting game. You're you're sort of waiting Tottenham out because they don't really want him, but they're not going to make they're not going to come down on their price until they can tell nobody else wants him, right? Yeah, it's a waiting game, and I think Villarreal is in a stage where they're focusing on maybe youth. I think the youth is going to be the this year's uh, what should I say? I think they're going to bet on the youth because of how much money they uh, have lost under the COVID, under COVID, and and uh, the structure, the and the economic structure uh, after reaching the conference league. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be this. The money is going to be tight. So unless they get rid of uh, Paul Torres or Danjuma, I think they're going to bet on maybe the striker, the Jackson striker. The guy, the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jackson from mm-hmm. the B team, mm-hmm. and maybe some young players from the B team. Well, plus they've got plus they've got yeah. Jeremy, um, and and yeah, and, and we yeah. and and Samu is still young. We don't, you know, we don't feel that because it's it, he, he he's been there so long, but he's a young he's a young player too, and and not on yeah yeah. So I mean, in terms of wages, I think that people, you know, if you can move Cocalin and if you can move um, somebody like. Um, find some way to move Paco. I think that's kind of what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I suppose... I'll, 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 have, I'll have a go if you like. Okay. I'll just okay. turn around and out. <laughs> just take him to a marketplace and, you know, auction him off. <laughs> um, no, I, I, mean, I, well, I, I quite like the idea. I mean, that's been one of my slight frustrations, really. I, it's like I always liked VRL when we were just sort of bringing young players up or like young Spanish players. But I think we're, we're so invested crazily in the world that I'd rather we just sort of try to embounce some of the careers and the younger players and just have to give them a chance, which would be nice. Um, I think we, I mean, what I would like to see is that we play considerably better next season as a team, uh, you know, and I think I want that connectivity between all the players rather than just this sort of more ad hoc approach. And I, I feel like not, I don't know if this almost sounds racist, but I prefer like Spanish players within our squad. I think that's one of our benefits when they can all communicate and work together in the same sort of style. Um, because mm-hmm. you know, we we did have quite a lot of investment from different markets, and that's not, 
you know, I think sometimes it does take a bit of time for players to adapt to a new country in a way. Um, so, you know, that might sound like a pathetic it, it, excuse. It can, but it can. It can. I think, I think yeah, that's certainly, and, certainly communication and everything can, can be an issue. I, you know, I just keep looking at the, um, historically, if you look at the players that we've had, um, though, and we've sort of, we, we seem to be good at developing players who play well for us, but are not necessarily going to be stars elsewhere. And that's okay with me as long as they play well for us. But, you know, I'm thinking of the, you look at the players who've come up, you know, players like, like Moy Gomez, for example, um, players like Trigueros. I mean, Trigueros, as much as I love him, is way undervalued. I mean, and part of it, I think, is just because he seems like such a player who fits well in, in our system and fits well in Spain. Um, it's yeah. astonishing to me how he's never really gotten any interest from teams overseas. So, um, I yeah, I think... With him, he's, huh? Well, I was going to say, in his defense, I think he's just been played out of position far too much. He needs to consistently play in that centre midfield and have that protection behind him, isn't it, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I know a lot, a lot of people on the blog are... I wouldn't say anti-Trigueros, but they don't quite understand, you know, like kind of what, what we all, like the really positive people see about him. And I, I think the sole reason is that we do remember him in his good days when he was just, you know, he had that flexibility in that number 10 role. And he was playing it all the time and that was the, the best mm-hmm. we've seen of him. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, yeah, I certainly get your point in terms of, I mean, Moy Gomez, I know you're also a big fan of his Alan, but he he's stagnated spectacularly, hasn't he, since we yeah, and I think it's, and I think partly it's just that the role that he plays is not one that that Emery is looking for that much. Um, and you know, I mean, as I say, he's not a, he's not a bad player. I think he's a good example of the kind of uh, the kind of player that we develop. Um, he's he's a he's a good player. Um, ultimately, though, is he going to be a guy who brings you you know ten million when you sell him? No. Um, I think we've gotten, I think we, but, but having said that, that's okay if you can build a team around people like that. And I think the, I think I'm kind of like with Robin where I w- sort of want to see us making more use of the players like that, you know, and I would say, um, Morlanis, Baena, um, well, Jeremy's a, a bit different because he's have a higher price because he's a striker and you know, can score some goals. But I think I'd like to see us use more of the of those young players for sure um you know we'll see any last thoughts before we wrap up here no i think i think we have said enough <laughs> at least from my part <laughs> we've fronted for 50 minutes and controversial yeah, and niceness and yeah, yeah. But tell you what I'll, I'll find something to end on how are you I am angry about this Qatar World Cup because we would be right in the middle of a World Cup now. We'd be off drinking yes. in pubs or exploring, and now we're going to meet. It's going to be bloody Christmas. We're <laughs> like eating the Christmas dinner or getting ready for Christmas for the World Cup. So I just found that incredibly depressing. Sorry to end on a negative, but no, I, um, I think I think all of us are kind of trying to figure out between the between the uh, political issues and and so forth and the. Um, and the timing, I think all of us are wrestling with how we're, how we feel about it. I certainly am. I mean, it's, it's, I I think it's really annoying looking at the schedule that came out, you know, having the, having the break for the, for the season, you know, for the world cup when it is, it's, it's, 
it's going to be a strange season. I guess that's the other thing we should point out is that we did have the calendar came out, has come out, and the um, we're playing our first three matches away. We're we're not. I think our first match at the new Ceramica is the end of December against Valencia, right? So it's it's going to be a, a bizarre season for us, not just because of the World Cup, but because of the stadium works and everything too. We're playing our playing our home team home matches away for the first few months. So, yeah, it's gonna, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about all of that either. <laughs> The real in England, right? This is the first time I've ever seen, like, so we're, we're always banging on about it coming home and we want to win the World Cup and stuff like that. I, f- I feel like this World Cup is the one that no one really wants to win and to be remembered for because it's going to be such a weird, surreal experience. And, you know, there'll be all kinds of excuses coming out, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's too hot or, um, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. In, in England, we're kind of all, we're, we're not actually gearing up ourselves or excited, but then we, we're always like this. And then when the tournament's up, we're like, yeah, it's fine. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we we do have to acknowledge Norway with with doing it. It didn't didn't wasn't like a protest from the Norwegians about about the Qatar World Cup. Like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Then she was uh, she recently became the head of the Norwegian football. Um, what do you call it? Association. And the first thing she said was that she was against it, and she she got a lot of. Uh, a positive feedback because uh, mm-hmm. most people or uh, didn't dare to say anything against it. So she was the first woman who said something yeah. against it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I I guess I'm with all the things going on the, in the world right now. I guess I'm pretty pessimistic. My feeling is that it'll mm-hmm. it, once. I think no matter how much I want to say, yeah, I won't pay attention to it. I'm upset about it because of this or whatever, you know, when the matches actually start. Um, yeah, we know, don't you'll, care. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if, if, if England, you know, if England gets to the semifinals, Robin, suddenly every everybody's going to care, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Apart from me, I, I see myself as European now, so... Um, I want everyone in Europe to win. <laughs> uh, okay, well, if Spain if Spain gets to the semifinals, I mean, you know, seriously. Sp- uh, I mean, I draw the line at Spain, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, if if you know, and especially if we've got you know Pau Torres or somebody like that in the in the national yeah. side, and they do well, you're going to pay attention. It's just like if Samu's playing for Nigeria and they they do well. Um, but it, but you know, it's it's. I think we're all kind of wrestling with with how to deal with it and and the time frame of when to deal with it because I was looking at it thinking about this the other day and thinking gee this is the time of year when the world cup would be happening and and all this stuff would be going on and instead it's like hmm you know so it's 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 really weird I just find it funny that all the girlfriends around the world are just wondering why the blokes are all like restless, and it's because we're used to having the World Cup every four years, and now we have to wait until Christmas. <laughs> oh, that explains <laughs> it. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you settled that. I was wondering. <laughs> just like, just like where, where, where are they? Why are they all miserable down the pub? It's like we suppose we're having tremors for football. It's like it's like cigarette <laughs> cravings, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, it's, and especially when when you've got a transfer window, it's but is but isn't kicking into gear either it's like we're all you know we're not even getting all the good rumors we used to be getting come on you know we're, we're, we're desperate anyway on that on that on that happy on that happy yeah on that happy note i think we'll adjourn <laughs> but
But thank, thank you, Robin. Thank you, Julian. It's been great talking to both of you. And, uh, you know, we will, we will look forward to uh, hearing what people have to say in response to, to everything we've laid out here and, and talked about this. But it's been fun. And, uh, we'll be popular on Twitter, I guess. Oh, probably. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. Lighten the pitch, folks, as we speak. Absolutely. All right. So talk to you guys later. End of the real, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up soon. <laughs>